Good morning and welcome to worship with us today. We gather together in person and online via Facebook or YouTube in the name of Christ who welcomes us all. It is because of his abundant welcome and grace that we welcome one another, whoever we are, wherever we're from, whatever the color of our skin or how we feel about religion or spiritual background or how we feel about church, whatever our sexual orientation or gender identities, God welcomes us here. God's acceptance of us all compels us to stand against racism, sexism, homophobia, heterosexism, xenophobia, classism, ageism, racism, and everything that tends to divide us. We come together as one here in the name of Christ. I invite those of you who are joining us online to introduce yourself in the chat feature so that we can know who's here with us and build community online. We will be celebrating Eucharist today, so if you're at home, um, go ahead and get some staple food and a festive beverage to use when we have communion later in the service. For those of you who are in person today, you're going to need two books. The red book, I was going to have one here, but the red book is right in your pew, and that's um, when you sing number 867. And then our purple book, the new book, um, All Creation Sings, which was given to you at the back of the church, hopefully. Um, and we're going to be singing a really new, lovely hymn during the hymn of the day from that new hymnal. Please stand.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. All-powerful God, in Jesus Christ you turn death into life and defeat into victory. Increase our faith and trust in him that we may triumph over all evil in the strength of the same Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Genesis. The man and the woman heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. The Lord God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. It will strike your head, and you will strike its heel. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 2 Corinthians. Just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went home, and the crowd came together again, so that Jesus and the disciples could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And Jesus called to them, called them to him, and he spoke to them in parables. He said, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against Satan and is divided, Satan cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first trying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, the people will be forgiven for their sins 
and whatever blasphemes they utter. But whoever blasphemes the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they said to him, and they called him. A crowd was sitting around Jesus, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And Jesus replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who stood around him, he said, Here are my brothers and my mother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Ready or not, here I come. I bet you know what game I'm playing, don't you? I'm playing hide-and-seek, the game that you can play anywhere with anyone at any time of day with any number of people. It's a game where, one player, uh, where a number of players hide and one player seeks them out until everyone is found. Now, I haven't played this game in ages, but I have really fond memories of playing it with my cousins after dark out on the farm or with the youth group when we were young and were able to gather in the church and then hide in all those places that we weren't supposed to go. There's something kind of fun about finding just the right hiding spot. In the dark, hiding behind a tree or laying on the ground under some bushes, breathing as quietly as possible and not moving one single bit so the seeker who is walking by will not hear a thing. Sometimes I would even grab a few branches to try to camouflage myself and fit in with my surroundings. Now, Adam and Eve were likely not playing a game of hide-and-seek with God. But there is no doubt that they were hiding and that God was seeking. In the story from Genesis, God is taking a stroll in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And God is looking for the earth creatures— And they heard the sounds of God wrestling in the garden, so they hid themselves from the presence of God, camouflaging themselves in the lush greens of the garden. I imagine that many of you are familiar with the Adam and Eve story because it has been used for centuries to teach us that it's Eve's fault, that there is sin in the world because of Eve's actions that day when she ate from the forbidden tree of knowledge. Now, this story is a true story, but it's not a factual story, a historical story. But there is truth in it because it tells the story of our human experience. We attempt to gain knowledge, facts, about God 
instead of living in the mystery of God's embrace. We point fingers and lay blame at others, even if it's true that our own actions have harmed. We hide behind our own mistakes, cover up our flaws, doubt whether we are good enough to stand bare before God with our authentic and vulnerable selves. The two hid in the garden, not because they were ashamed of their unclothed bodies, which is how their nakedness is usually interpreted, but they hid because of the knowledge gained when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A Hebrew biblical scholar writes, by partaking from the tree, the primal couple gained a level of self-consciousness, an awareness of their vulnerable condition and their newly acquired ability to make decisions on their own. Unwittingly, in their attempt to become fully divine, they became fully human. Becoming fully human implies that one is willing and able to embrace one's own vulnerability. And oh my, is that hard to do, right? As Brene Brown has shown in her extremely popular research on shame and vulnerability, for many it's just too much to live a wholehearted life, to accept love from others and from God, because we believe that we're not good enough. We instinctively hide our true selves, our questions, our faults, our traumas, our addictions, because we don't want to be fully seen. But God seeks us out, asking, why are you hiding? I see you. I see all of you, and you are mine. You see, God is with us, wandering in the garden still, continually present in all of our flawed endeavors, inviting us to live wholeheartedly in the life that God has created for us. The biblical stories in the New Testament tell the story of God in Jesus, continuing to walk in the garden, seeking out the lost, the forgotten, and those who are cast out. Jesus seeks us out in our rebellious hiding and asks us, who told you you were naked? You are only naked insofar as you continue to hide from me. And there is no reason to hide. During Pride Month especially, I am reminded of the harm that the church has done in Jesus' name to force people into hiding, telling LGBTQ people subtly or outright that we do not belong in Jesus' family. Now in these days, I see pastors and LGBTQ Christians calling people out from their hiding, posting memes like, you are loved, and I see you, God sees you, and God loves you, inviting those who have been traumatized by the church to bring their whole selves to the communities who recognize and celebrate Jesus' acceptance and love for everyone. In the gospel story today, Jesus is preaching and teaching in his hometown, Nazareth, which isn't an easy thing to do, by the way. His mother and brothers are embarrassed because he's showing his true self as both human and divine, and they don't understand it. He is speaking as God's self, and they think that he is possessed by demons. 
not the spirit of the Holy One. You see, it's not the kind of speech or actions that they expected from the Holy One. They had their own expectations about God, how, who God was and how religious people should be. They think they have God pinned down. They know what the Holy Spirit is supposed to look like, and Jesus doesn't fit the bill. Inside the house with Jesus sit the outsiders, the misfits, the rejects, the tax collectors, the prostitutes. And they're not interested in dogma or piety or tradition. They just need love and healing. And they seem to have found it in a man who heals the sick and feeds the hungry. And in the midst of them, smack dab in the center of the sick, the insane, the deviant, the hungry, and the unorthodox and unwashed, there sits Jesus saying this, this right here is my family. Family for Jesus is not defined by DNA tests or adoption records or custody papers. Jesus opens wide the circle of belonging to the ones who are typically not seen, not heard, not loved. Jesus seeks you out and welcomes you in. I know intimately and all too well, and maybe you do too, the hunger to belong, to have someone safe and loving to belong to. We know what it's like to yearn for someone who can hold all of who we are and love us still without flinching. And that is exactly what Jesus does for the crowds. He invites them in, their whole selves, with their flaws and hurts fully exposed, and he asks them to stay, and he makes them family. So stop hiding. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Jesus, the gardener, the healer, the one who loves you fully, without flinching, welcomes you into his family. Amen.
Let us come before the triune God in prayer. God of wholeness, we pray for believers all over the globe. Unify us in service of the gospel, that, may we, that we may work together as beloved siblings to share your love with all. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of the cosmos, we pray for creation, the gardens, waterways, and creatures near to us and diverse forms of life that remain unseen. Teach us to treat the natural world with reverence, seeking restoration when human divisions have caused harm to your beloved creation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of all people, we pray for harmony among the nations. Cast out from us unclean spirits of greed and fear that we may work in solidarity with one another for the common good. We pray especially for peace in the Middle East. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of abundance, we pray for those who are oppressed or in any need. Encourage those who have, be who have begun to lose heart, especially those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Strengthen and renew us with your spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of righteousness, we pray for this holy house of worship. Set our gaze upon things eternal and in thanksgiving for your mercy. We may extend grace to more and more people. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of the ages, in your goodness, we have sent, you have sent us faithful witnesses for every time and place. We give you thanks for Blessed Mary, Seattle, Columba, Barnabas, and all the saints who now rest in your eternal mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace. Through Christ our Lord, amen. The peace of Christ be with you all. with one another. God's peace be with you. Again, a warm welcome to all of you who are worshiping with us today. We're glad that you're here. There are a couple of announcements. Um, first of all, that we are having communion today. And so as we, have, as we commune, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently than we did in the before times, okay? So um, you're gonna, uh, the ushers are going to direct you to come one side at a time so that we don't have a cluster of people in the middle. So this side will go first, down the center aisle, around the back to your seats, and then once this side is completed, then this side over here will start, okay? And uh, there's uh, sanitizer in both aisles. Oh, this one's heavy. <laughs> all right, there you go. So you're all set. Uh, we, after worship today, those who are worshiping online are invited to join us for HT Unmuted. Um, our um, Council President Erica Bohach is going to be hosting that, so we hope that you will join us immediately following worship for HT Unmuted, and that um, link will be dropped at the end of the worship service today, so you have easy access to it. Those are the announcements. Oh, one more. Uh, two weeks from today, we will be hosting um, our, uh, our worship service will be pre-recorded. So all of the, um, the, the pastors and 
Bo the Great was, um, we all scheduled, <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> we all scheduled our vacations before we knew Ben was going to be gone, and so it's just timing. So we are going to pre-record a worship service for you so everybody's invited to join us online on the 20th of June. Blessed are you, O God of the universe. Your mercy is everlasting, and your faithfulness endures from age to age. We praise you for creating this world of wonder, for calling your people Israel to be light to the nations, and for coming among us in your beloved Son, Jesus. With open arms, he healed the sick, welcomed the outcast, and gave himself for the life of the world. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith.
remembering, therefore, his teaching, preaching, and healing, and his life-giving death and resurrection, we await his coming again to share with us the everlasting feast. Come, Lord Jesus. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine and on your holy people gathered around this table. Nourish us to be the body of Christ for the world, that the hungry may be fed and the poor lifted up. Come, Holy Spirit. Spirit. To you be honor and praise, blessed and holy Trinity, now and forever. sustains us. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us to For those of you who are not communing today, receive this blessing. May Christ bless you with his presence, and may God strengthen you with grace and peace. Amen. If you are by yourself, please know that you are part of this community. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. Please stand. Oh God, our life, our strength, our food, we give you thanks for sustaining us with the body and blood of your Son. By your Holy Spirit, enliven us to be his body in the world, that more and more we will give you praise and serve your earth and all its peoples. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. May the blessing of the God of Abraham and Sarah and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and of the Holy Spirit, who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. watchful, stand firm in your faith, be courageous and strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Thanks be to God.